Welcome to the underground, the Steel City Underground, the black and gold standard for Pittsburgh Steelers coverage. Now, here's your host, Joe Kuzma and Brian E. Roach. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Steel City Underground podcast. My name is Joe Kuzma, and uh, look who survived the taint between the holidays. I haven't seen him since the regular season. Our first postseason edition of this program with Brian E. Roach. What's going on, Brian? I'm leaving. You use that nasty-ass word again. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> people, were, people are always, it, it's funny to me that people always ask where you are whenever you're not here, but it's like, they never ask about you when you are here. And I'm like, do they watch? It's like, do you watch like the, uh, every other episode and you miss Brian, like in the middle somewhere, <laughs> like they're on cycles, right? Yeah. I'm going to skip on. I'm, they don't watch the, the pregames I get or the post game, whatever the hell I'm usually on. Yeah. Well, either one, it all depends. See now here, you're here earlier in the week because flash is out like roughing it camping or something or other. I think he said, where he doesn't have any kind of um, internet Intra- connection, internet or... connectivity. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I just hope the young man doesn't hurt I'm himself. Jealous. He doesn't. Uh, yeah, I know, right? But here we are, uh, the fruits of our labor with the internet connection. And well, happy to have you back, man. I mean, people ask about you, but you know, I get lonesome here sometimes. Not happy. I'm, it's always happy. I'm always happy to be here. You know, I wish yeah. I could be here every show. Uh, it just doesn't work out that way. Anyone ever end up taking your tickets for that last game? For the last game, was it the last game? For the Cleveland game, I was curious. Yes, somebody did get them. I did give them to somebody. I, I couldn't remember because it was sort of last minute, but I did give those tickets to somebody who was very excited to give get them. Offered actually offered to give me some cash, and I said, "No, I don't need any. It's all good. Go enjoy the game. Just spread the word, spread the love about Steel City Underground. It's all good." That's very kind of you. I was just, you know, I haven't, but we really, we haven't talked since. Uh, you've been true. running around. You had a little trip up to that uh, miserable place in the northeast corner I did. of Ohio. Do, do you have the appropriate picture? The mistake on the lake. No, I, you know what? I could maybe dig it up. You send it to me somewhere or I can, uh, I can find it. I'll find it. I will definitely find the, it. The, the picture of me saying hello to a, a fellow AFC North team. Uh, it was, um, it, he was, he thought Brian didn't think that the Cleveland Browns were just number one. He thought they were number 11 with the, you know, the double the salute, the double salute, the double <laughs> over. He was hanging around. You, you did a little, uh, a little field trip up to Cleveland, Ohio. I did. I went to the Christmas story house. I went to the Superman house I went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, I, I enjoyed the Christmas Story house. Thought I was going to get carjacked at the Superman house because uh, the entire neighborhood was falling around, and I just didn't even want to get out of the car there. Um, and uh, you know, rock. There you go. And then the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> Two middle you know, fingers. That was pretty good. I like that. Two middle fingers to uh, First Energy Stamp. Yeah, you were in the you were in the front uh, area there of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which that is, is correct. Also also on uh, Lake Erie, practically right there. Man, I'll tell you what, though. I'm glad I haven't gone there for a game like in December in a while. It's been a minute. Those are it's just cold. And I see why they're so miserable there. And 33 or so straight years of being worse than the Pittsburgh Steelers. And now, here, here's a nice, in interesting, trivial you, right? little piece of trivia about my trip to Cleveland. Okay. So I was there for two days. 
in those two days, I got one go brownies, one, one go brownies from because I had this, I had this on the whole time, right? Uh, I, as you could tell from that picture, I got one go brownies. I got seven go Steelers. <laughs> and there's you at the with uh ralphie's ralphie's brother right was it i always get confused uh, ralphie ralphie's brother that wears the bunny suit but brian's always always got his i mean he's full full on steelers gear there that's uh that's the hat you got the hat you got the uh the hoodie the shirt the, the everything i'm i'm actually i'm quite surprised that you don't uh hear more uh kind of needling you know what I mean? I'd wear my stuff there too. Cause I'm just like you. And most of my wardrobe is black and gold. Anyways, I, I had some pen exactly. stuff on earlier. I switched it out for, for the show, for the Steelers stuff. I, I'll put the penguin stuff on some, somewhere around here. I do have uh, further up the wall where I have all of the bottles and, and paraphernalia here. I do have pen stuff here somewhere, somewhere. So I'm not, I'm not completely uh, the, the whole, the whole studio, you know, what you see is Steelers, but I do have some penguin stuff and, you know, I don't have none of that. I don't, yeah, I don't understand. I, I know you don't know what hockey is. You don't know anything don't know outside of football is. is, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's all that matters, and that's why people. I think that's why people get so upset. You know, this time of year, you get locked indoors. It's cold. It's freezing. What else is there to do? There has there's like you're gonna watch a new TV show. Like not everything comes out brand new right now, and you gotta wait so long just to get to like actual news. You know what I mean? And, and there is a little bit of news that around. We'll throw this one up, uh, real quick since it just this uh, current events. So that was actually my own tweet. I almost brought up Quincy Roche. You might remember him. Remember wasted draft pick Steelers. I'm not calling him that. I, I I understand that's the man's name. He's yeah. Quincy Roach to me. Yeah, futures and reserve contract. So the uh, New York Giants poached him. The Steelers were trying to do one of those catch release things that they do at the end of training camp. Uh, they weren't able to do it, and a lot of, he got really criticized over that because Melvin Ingram ends up like talking his way out of town, much of the way of a couple of other disgruntled free agents over the years. And we'll be, I guess we're gonna. That's maybe a good place to maybe begin our show today. We've got a couple of topics to talk about, and well, we'll be talking about free agents in different ways that the Steelers can end up improving their team. But right now, Brian, I haven't been able to talk to you during the NFL playoffs whatsoever. So who's your favorite, my man? Like we got, we're down to four. <sighs> We've got 49ers and Eagles. And I, I know where you're at. It must've been miserable this past week because you got two New Jersey teams, neither of which play in New Jersey. <laughs> like, well, I guess one does, I guess the giants do, but there's like part of, part of New Jersey is giants territory. The other part of New Jersey, they, they, they're Eagles territory. And that must've been very painful to have to deal with, but you got one of those teams that just rolled on the other being the Eagles well, yeah. rolling the giants. And then you know, on the other side, you got the Bengals and the chiefs. I was I was quite content that the Eagles beat the snot out of the Giants, not because I wanted the Eagles to win, but because I got to go to bed at halftime, um, <laughs> and I was content. <laughs> Get uh, your eight hours, yes, or whatever. Um, I was annoyed about the Bills and the Bengals game, um, you know, and I will say, look, I I I said earlier in the season I thought the Bills were the best team in the league, and then I guess I cursed them. Because they sure as heck haven't been ever since I said that. And, you know, here you go. You got Bill's weather. It's snowing. I know. Bill's stadium. And you let the Cincinnati Bengals come in and kick your butt. It wasn't even like 
really close. It, they got their butts kicked. Um, and the old whooping, the old can of whoop ass. Yeah. You know, look, it was 14, I, I not, be, 14, nothing first quarter. Yeah. I will be a Kansas city chiefs fan this weekend. You know, I'm not going to root for the Bengals. I will probably want the Eagles to beat the 49ers simply because I don't want the 49ers to get to a Super Bowl and win again, because then they will also have six. Um, and I don't Fair. like that. No. Uh, and, but that will hurt me. Like, I won't be able to watch the Super Bowl if it's Bengals 49ers. Yeah. Uh, I won't be able to watch because I will hate both outcomes. It's just as bad as uh, having the 49ers and Ravens. Yeah, I didn't watch. I didn't watch that Super Bowl. That was the hairball bowl. Yeah, with both of the Harbaugh's, and that just that was disgusting. Twenty twelve, and yeah. I don't know. Nobody was really given back then. They didn't give the Ravens much of a shot. I don't know that people are giving San Francisco much of a shot either. And just because of Brock Purdy being a rookie quarterback and the way the Eagles handled the Giants with ease, but again, as a division opponent, you know, somebody that they know decently well throughout the season and. Um, I mean, they just got throttled and I just, the giants eventually the bloom was going to fall off the rose there. There's enough where Purdy can probably still manage. We'll see if Kyle Shanahan lets himself down. I guess there was talk about Jimmy Garoppolo being available for this game, but they probably weren't going to actually start him. Maybe it'll be a backup. Uh, it might be a long shot on the other side of things. Uh, by the way, I do think it'll be the Eagles. I mean, Jalen hurts has been playing at an MVP level. So was Patrick Mahomes, but He's hurt now. He's got a bad wheel on him. So, yep. uh, in in talking about that, and as long and uh, as well with uh, Joe Burrow here, um, what was I going to say? You got to a lot of people are talking about quarterback, 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 quarterback. That's all that people seem to ever be bringing up, and they bring it up because obviously they're going to make comparisons with their own guys, and that happens as you're going through. Uh, up and down the rosters, and you have nothing else to talk about because there's this long layover between the playoffs and then when the regular season starts up again. So not to be long-winded here, I'm not only looking at who's left as far as the playoff quarterbacks and making some comparisons, but who else was also in this thing to begin with? You had guys like Justin Herbert. You had Trevor Lawrence, AFC side specifically. And I think to myself, uh, when you're comparing like Kenny Pickett, I, I think I'm quite happy with not only how Pickett played in his rookie season, but how his trajectory probably compares even with Josh Allen. Josh Allen just didn't come out the gates lighting everyone up. Joe Burrow is kind of an incomplete grade there because Joe Burrow got hurt halfway through the year. And he was, he had a couple, everybody's like, well, he only played seven games. All they remember is the good stuff. But he had like three games where he threw no touchdowns and threw a pick or two. He was inconsistent. It was like week in, week out. Are you going to get hot, Joe? Are you going to get Joe cool? And, and now he's m settled in. And we never really, I think, trashed him or had any doubts as to whether or not he would be a, a pro-level quarterback on this show. In fact, he probably was ahead of the curve and definitely is right now, as opposed to even some of the other peers that I'd said. Yep. But uh, that that just leaves to when you're talking about playoff quarterbacks, et cetera, et cetera. It'll be segueing into the next topic, but uh, I don't tend to think that they're head and shoulders. Obviously, Mahomes, Jalen Hurts just come of age this season. 
those guys, I think that's the trajectory where Kenny Pickett could be. I don't think to myself, oh man, you know what? He's so far off. Steelers will have to rebuild again, have to go get another guy, look at guys in free agency. I mean, that that train has left the station. Uh, last year around this time, we were talking about Big Ben's successor and what they might do on that path. We're no longer talking there because I think we saw enough when comparing them to the other playoff quarterbacks. It gives me a little bit of hope. And just to throw out my picks, I think, I think Eagles, and I still think Chiefs, man. I mean, Chad Henney. There were people that were saying, I would want him to be the full-time whatever guy. They go to the Super Bowl and Mahomes like happens to like sever his leg because they they play him and he does an RG3 type thing. And all bets are off for Kansas City. Andy Reid or not, Kyle Shanahan or not, I, they have such a cast. They have a defense. But I mean, the Eagles are coming after the quarterback when they have like 70 sacks this year. I think it'll be different for Joe Burrow as well with Kansas City Chiefs. I think the Chiefs, Frank Clark, those guys, they're going to get after the quarterback. And with Mahomes, even on one leg, I think they're capable of a shootout. And Henny does enough to manage. I think that he even threw a touchdown pass, even though he only had like 23 or 25 yards on five completions. That was a 98-yard drive with a backup quarterback that had thrown but two passes all year long. So... Uh, when you're talking about the playoff quarterbacks, I, I don't get too dismayed when comparing anything when it comes to the Steelers, and those are my picks. So I uh, just so, uh, I'll give you there. Here's the thing: um, when you look at how the Eagles Giants game played out, and and to some extent how the Bengals Bills game played out, the teams that won are the teams that dominated in the trenches. Forget the quarterback play for the moment. Yeah, the teams that won were the teams that dominated the lines. Mm -hmm. And the Eagles dominated the Giants on both sides of the line in a ridiculous fashion. But in the Bills in the Bills um Bengals game, that even with backup linemen in, that was still sort of true. Um the the Bengals could run the ball a little bit. Um the Bills could not. Um the Bills were not getting consistent pressure. The Bengals were. Um you know, I Look, if I look forward to the to I, I think it will be the Eagles. Look, I, I just do. Um, San Francisco's defense is very, very good. Um, but the Eagles are just in a zone. Uh, I mean, the like you said, 70 plus sacks. It's crazy. They're doing they're playing at a really elite level right now on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, their running game is is very dynamic. Um, and the defense is just nuts. I think it will be the Eagles from that side as, as much as everybody would kind of like the Brock Purdy, uh, Cinderella story to happen. I, I don't see them getting past the Eagles. Um, and, and if they do, then I'm, you may not find me on any podcasts anymore because it's a good <laughs> chance that, uh, the entire city of Philadelphia will be burned to the ground and most of South Jersey with it. I, I don't know um, what will happen if they were to lose that game anyway. Now the other you, side. What you would do is you're going to run the Wawa and and loot it with everyone else. Well, I don't, <laughs> no, I don't do that. Um, <laughs> but the other game, I, I will tell you, I've I've been very impressed with Kansas City's ability to run the ball this year um, and not just rely on Mahomes. I will tell you that if they can, you know. If they can dominate their side of the ball and they can they can score the way they've been, I think that there's a good chance Kansas City will will win that game. It's in KC. Um, 
you know, there's a better chance than that. But I'm not going to push anything past past the Bengals at this point. Uh, I said at the beginning, the AFC North was the Bengals division to lose. Um, and they didn't. They tried a little bit early, but they didn't. Um, and, you know, they are they are a top level team in the AFC right now. There's just no arguing around that as much as I want to throw up now. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you on that uh, all the way. And that brings us to what some people were talking about. You just kind of mentioned it. So I'm going to throw this out here. The Bengals offensive line, they're banged up. Uh, Ted Karras was playing injured and they're without Lyle Collins, uh, Jonah Williams. So you you had, uh, what's it, Jackson Carmen or whatever out there plowing people. But the Buffalo Bills had like no pass rush. And it just, it made me absolutely sick to see some of our fans on social media that they, they said one of two things here. Number one, they were, they were praising Cincinnati's offensive line. And at the same time, they're not realizing that the Bills are down some guys too. Obviously Vaughn Miller being the big piece was just like not having TJ Watt. Hello. It's like, it goes hand in hand. So I don't think that the Cincinnati Bengals will be able to ragdoll the Chiefs the same way. And I don't think that even if they do get through this, because let's say Mahomes is gimpy and he's uh, not playing at 100%, whoever comes out of the other side on the NFC is got a they're going to put a lot of pressure on Joe Burrow. Is he good under pressure? He's fine under pressure. Brock Purdy. That's the reason why I'm making that kind of, he's not, I don't think he's seen the heat like this just so not far. Not like he's gonna. No, yeah. no, not the way it's about to come with, um, uh, Brandon Graham and, and Javon Hargrave and all of those guys. And they've got a rotation of dudes that are just going to come and keep flying at you. And I know that's where we're going to end up, uh, topic wise here is talking about I just had to throw that out there because too many people were giving them just just too much too much credit I think they did well for what that game is but I don't think it's yeah. sustainable with those injuries the same goes with Eli Apple being out there being your cornerback one which Dobie Wuse uh, Josh Allen he Josh Allen is very much like Ben he has games where sometimes the gunslinger is just off and that's what it felt like in this game and they had no run game that also reminded me of the Steelers at one point in time this whole James Conner era, whether James Conner was healthy or not, oftentimes he, when he wasn't, was when they really struggled to run the football. There was no run support. So when you're playing yeah. in this type of weather, we know what the December or January playoff weather, you've got to be able to be balanced on the uh, with the football. And that's something that Cincinnati is with Joe Mixon and, geez, all those wide receivers. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what free agency and what all these things do. Joe Burrow is going to enter year four. You know they're going to want a fifth-year option him. It's going to be interesting to see if he's going to pull like Lamar Jackson type is he fit and be like, hey, I I want the bag. I need paid. Look at what these other guys in the division are getting paid. <clears throat> Thank you, Deshaun Watson, uh, for just just destroying this whole whole I, market know, here. So I cannot say thank you, Deshaun Watson, because in three well, mere years it's going to be our Watson. turn, and I can't. I can't. <laughs> I don't know that the Steelers, I don't know that these giant guaranteed contracts are going to happen the same way. I mean, Mahomes is getting paid an awful ton and they're doing oh, all this is, cap. Sure. They're getting all this cap magic and they're working around it in different ways. Uh, but you, you've uh, come out and said the main thing that I was trying to get at are the Steelers close. And there are folks that think I saw somebody saying three, four years, three, four years 
is too freaking long down the road. If it's three, four years, Kenny is going to be signing a contract. And now you don't have this sweet spot. That's how the Bengals are good. They're playing with Joe Burrow on a rookie deal right now. They had the ability to go out and sign someone like Trey Hendrickson or get Von Bell. It'd be interesting if they pay Jesse Bates. I know they get, they drafted Dax Hill, so they might not have to, et cetera, et cetera. Lyle Collins, for example, uh, yeah, let's, Alex Let's Kappa. back up a step on what you're saying. Part of the reason the Bengals are good right now is because they stunk so bad Yes. when you know, coming up to this, they were able to get the number one pick. They got Jamar Chase. They yeah. got, they had at six. top 10 picks. Yeah. Right. It's not, they weren't drafting in the middle rounds or the lower end of the rounds. Look. Um, and when you, when you stink for several years in a row, <laughs> Hey, you got to hope it turns around at some point. Yeah. Jacksonville, they spent the most money in free agency, but they had Trevor Lawrence and, and some other guys at the top of the draft. What, uh, um, the other Walker, I don't want to say the one that bumped the dude in green Bay. There's Quay. And then there's Trayvon, right? Trayvon's the other one, the defense, what second pick overall or whatever. But I mean, they've been doormats for so long and now all of a sudden not only get in the postseason, but win it. And now people will probably consider them a playoff or at least a favorite out of their division because Indianapolis is in shambles. You never quite know what the ownership in Tennessee is ever going to do, even though I like uh, Mike Vrabel and I think he's been dealt a lot of raw hands and a uh, quarterback has been inconsistent there. He's never had to got very much bill cower esque there. Never, yeah. never had the never guy. Never had the guy. Never had the guy. But see, the Steelers, they might have stole one here. And I'm like we talked about this the last time you and I were on the horn together. Maybe, maybe Kenny isn't. We don't know if Kenny is necessarily the man yet. You know, he could be the man. We don't we don't necessarily know that. We're not going to proclaim that right away. But what nope. we do, what we do know about Kenny Pickett is, is that hey, he, he's not so bad that look at Zach Wilson, for example. That's something that the Jets are still going to have to suffer through for at least another off season before you actually know if they're going to dump that guy, just like they did with Darnold. You had yep. to give him an opportunity. And for all intents and purposes, Kenny is a guy that's showing growth and the Steelers didn't have to trade away half their drafts or their future drafts or, or make any crazy deals where they traded for Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers might be on the chopping, uh, might be on that block again. Now, now we don't have to talk about that flash. We don't have to talk about that. So we don't need to spend like two months talking about uh, a flirtation with Aaron Rodgers and his 50 million a year. Yeah. Russell Wilson is 50 million a year to stink. This is, this is a good spot for the Steelers. So how many spots are there open on the Steelers roster where they actually have like, a whole ton of holes. I know this is like pending asterisks because there are free agents. Devin Bush is going to hit free agency. Terrell Edmonds, Cam Sutton, Larry Okajobi. There's four starting slots right there on your defense. Yep. But I tend to think, depending on who they re-sign or who they sign to fill those spots, it's not like they got to go in the draft and they're three, four years away. Their window could be open right now. They had a bunch of close games this year that could have went either way. And a couple others go into the win column. They make the playoffs right now with a rookie Kenny Pickett. I think they're already there. Are they Chiefs there? Bengals there? Like elite? I think they could have beaten the Bills. You know, I think they could compete at the very least well. and not get... I mean, they wouldn't Maybe have gotten throttled like the they Bills did earlier in, in the game. season. Yes. They... Clearly couldn't beat the Bills. They got 
butt whooped. Kenny's but first start, no TJ Watt. Somebody else it. was missing. Terrell Edmonds or somebody else was hurt. In that I just game. want to rein you back a little bit. I know. Do I, I think? Know. Do I? I agree with. I think the sentiment of what you're saying. I think the Steelers are are closer than they are further. They are where that what I and I agree with what you were about to say, which is they're not elite yet. They are not a team that I expect to be elite next year. Now, that doesn't mean they can't beat an elite team, right? Um, it just means I don't think consistently you could expect them to plow through on the road, Cincinnati, Buffalo, Kansas City, and get to the Super Bowl. I don't think they're there. Um, but I also don't think they're doormats any, at this point, and I don't think that you should go into next season expecting a downturn. Um, I think it's very, look, they have needs. Absolutely. They have needs. And I'm just to go through the four guys you were talking about, Devin Bush, let him go. Cam yeah. Sutton, do Bring your back. best to resign him. Terrell Edmonds, do your very best to resign him. Larry Ogunjobi, if you can, if there's not enough interest elsewhere, keep him because yes. I think he was useful and could be a productive player. Um, but I don't, I don't think they can keep all three, even all three of the ones I want them to keep. To be honest, I don't think they'll be able to re-sign Cam Sutton. That's kind of an interesting take. Uh, we haven't gotten into free agency and who to keep and who not. Sutton, I still feel, I feel Sutton is more of a priority because then you don't have to jump into what was my next topic and this will kind of bleed with it, but it's because all you're seeing right now is mock drafts and it drives me crazy because the season's not over. And whenever somebody talks about free agent targets, we don't know what other teams are going to do as part of their business. And we don't know what the Steelers are going to do as part of their business. So how can we just go out on a limb and say they're going to draft whatever? But the thing is, if you just even take it from a very vanilla kind of viewpoint like this, I don't think that cornerback is high on their list. It's just because of Joey Porter Jr.'s name that's floating around out there. And the whole bloodlines and ties and Mike Tomlin being enamored with second generation type players, you know, successful players, kids. I mean, Devin Bush falls into that category as well, obviously, but as have some others or brothers, you know, you got all of the a slew of Watts and everything else, Edmondses. And uh, I saw something floating around where somebody was like, well, there's a Steelers insider and it feels Tremaine Edmonds will cost too much for what the Steelers are willing or able to spend. And you've reminded me about this even when we're talking about the draft. There is a new regime, but it doesn't mean Omar Khan. Omar Khan's always been the money guy and the dollars guy. So it doesn't mean they're still going to pull all of these pennies. They're not going to back up the, you know, Scrooge McDuck isn't going to come out of somewhere and throw a bunch of money bags at people. And so it was like, duh, I don't, I, I didn't really think that Ed, Tremaine Edmonds was going to be necessarily a well, target. Back up on that for yeah. a second. Look at the deals that got done. That's true. This off TJ Watt. Minka, DJ. I mean, that's how, when's the last time? Well, you TJ saw... was the one before the season before it. We're missing yeah. someone else though in the middle of this. Well, James Daniels, yeah. for example, Chooks got a pretty nice paycheck nice as deal. well. There was more money spent by the Steelers. Admittedly, it was primarily to retain their guys, um, but that was not business as usual as it has been in the past. Doesn't mean, I mean, it is and it isn't. Do you know what I mean? It is, yes, they try and, and get their guys and keep them locked in. Uh, but, man, there was there, that was a lot of money. 
that yeah. got thrown around because they could, right? Because they could, because a rookie quarterback, because they didn't have Ben's huge cat number anymore. Uh, there's reasons that they could go about doing that. Uh, you know, and, and we'll see. I, I, well, I guess my point is I kind of agree with you. I don't think we can say the Steelers will not pay. I think if they find the right guy that they think completes a spot that is a weakness, I think we might be surprised. Now, do I think that they are going to go out and try and take the top free agents? No, um, because I do think there's a, you know, at that, when you're trying to spend like that, you know, how many teams actually get better doing that? We've talked about that in the past. You've got the Redskins and all, you know, well, I guess they're not the Redskins anymore. They're the commanders, <laughs> but whatever. Um, Formerly you know, known as. Yeah, formerly known as. Um, yeah, they. You don't generally win by going out and 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 dumping your bankroll on free agencies uh, or free agents. So I don't expect them to compete for the top top. Would I love it for them to bring in Tremaine Edmonds? Of course I would. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that would be fantastic. I don't see it as I don't see I that don't. as happening either because yeah. you have to sacrifice a Larry Ogunjobi. I think it's kind of interesting that you said no Cam Sutton. I think somebody like Akella Witherspoon is just going to be out the door. They'd rather roll with like Levi Wallace and Sutton. God, I hope not. And maybe somebody else. But oh, the pans they've got. They've got two. They got Witherspoon and Wallace under contract. You also have W uh, WJ three. I almost said W Jackson, William Jackson the third, who's going to command a very uh, hefty paycheck here. And right now, as we take a look at uh, just uh, what some of this is, this, this still goes back to drafting though too. But just looking at the money that's available, this is all a guess. So we don't know what the cap is, ceiling is yet. But TJ obviously top paid. Cam Hayward, a uh, sizable amount of money, and I believe he's in the last year of his deal coming up right now, which could afford them an opportunity to spread some money around. Minka, the Steelers have never been shy about paying their top players top dollar either. They've done it before. Lamar Woodley comes to mind as a land-breaking deal. Marquise Pouncey. Ben's always got fair money. Antonio Brown was paid before he became the star that he did, and then they gave him some hush money at one point as well. And they also offered a pretty nice contract to Le'Veon Bell, who was just like, you know what? There's yes, a guy. It's still That still pisses me off, dude. He could have been the guy. He could have had just about every record there was uh, like as a running back with the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, or close to it. You know what I mean? We've been put his name right up there with Franco and, and Jerome Bettis. But Deontay Johnson, Chooks core for William Jackson's on here, 12.1 million. Mitch Trubisky, they cut him, 8 million. And all of a sudden, there you go. There's close to $20 million right there that you that you find some change, you know, uh, rummaging around in the couch or whatever. But it's also the reason why 20 million isn't a whole lot to deal with this also doesn't i don't believe have the rollover money which i think was another 20. so you're looking at 40 you're going to need about what five to eight for your offseason spending between draft picks and um also any players when it comes to injury i, I mentioned some of this before but this, this all comes back around to the draft because you've got people already drafting a tackle with the steelers top pick where are they at 16, 17, wherever it's at in a, in a draft. It's not to say that they can't get one there, but typically I think they pass on this position because it all depends on now you're going to have a run on quarterbacks. I think again, this year, maybe a couple tap tackles slide, but this team has always had elite talent at guard. 
for example, which I think is you got to upgrade. You could upgrade both guys, right? But I still think Kevin Dotson's the bigger deficiency than even Dan Moore. I think they would still run with Dan Moore and try and develop them like they did Kelvin Beecham, Alejandro Villanueva. They've used second round picks on guys in the past. They don't really go uh, too high on any of this stuff. I, I brought this up once before, but you know, when we're talking about corners and tackles, Artie Burns was the first cornerback pick in the first round in 18 years up to Chad Scott uh, way back in the nineties, the highest offensive tackle picks Marcus Gilbert, 2011 at pick 63, Mike Adams, uh, pick 56 in 2012. And then Marvell Smith, you got to go all the way back to the year 2000 was pick 38. They might go second round on a tackle after what they're trying to do is find the value and avoid people like Alex Leatherwoods of the world, the busts and not shoot too high on there. I think they would rather have an anchored long-term guard like an Alan Fanick or David DeCastro. Likewise, I feel the same way with corner and God forbid throwing wide receiver out there because you got Addison's name from Pitt being thrown around and everybody thinks in the Jamar chase type of whatever, but it's like, Hey, you got Calvin Austin who you drafted last year. He's going to be back. You still have Deontay Johnson under a sizable contract that they're not going to be able to get out of. So they're not going to just like trade him. They're going to have to eat a ton of money. It'd be stupid to do that within this year. George Pickens is under a rookie deal. He is your Jamar chase. That's your Jamar chase right there. So uh, I, I can't get on board at least with the very top, pick the first round pick i can't get on board with offensive tackle i can't get on board with corner and i can't get on board with wide receiver you know i've been leaning on guard i know you're leaning somewhere else um i don't know where i'm leaning to be well i know what you prefer though you just Um, you mentioned it earlier i'm talking trenches you're looking at the other side yeah i i would prefer that they firm up the defensive line um, especially if Ogan Joby can't be re-signed. Uh, I think they need some depth. I think they need uh, some additional uh, some additional push there, right? Um, but I'm going to tell you this. The only reason I draft a D lineman at 17 is because he's a top 10 D lineman who slid. Yeah. All right. Well, you're thinking uh, Jordan Davis, Deontay yeah, exactly. uh, Wyatt, uh, the the Georgia guys from last yeah, year. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. If one of those guys slides down to you, then I think you you run to the podium. Um, I am not out on a corner, and I'll tell you why. It's because y- your your point is exactly right. They have not had. They have not drafted a cornerback in the first round in a long time, other than Artie Burns, and they very rarely do. The other problem with that is we have shoddy cornerback play since Ike Taylor. And Ike <laughs> couldn't catch anything. Hey, but wait, he was, that's Joe Hayden has just entered the chat room. Yeah, but Joe didn't Joe didn't come in as a product, right? That's okay. free agency. All right. Um I'm talking about, you know, guys that we home grew. Um and the part of that is you're drafting guys in the lower rounds. At some point, what complements this defense, if you can keep the pressure up in the front, there are two there are two key areas where this defense has weaknesses. One is in the middle, and one is on the corners. And if you can shore up those with high-level caliber talent, this defense is ridiculous. This is, you're talking Eagles-level type ridiculous well, at this point. That, that's where I was going with that, too, is, is that the Eagles – 
Darius Slay, uh, what James Bradbury, uh, they traded for the guy that's got the hyphenated name I can't think of right now from the Saints. yeah he's got like seventeen Nick, names Nick, yeah the nick nickel nickel corner uh, I can't think of his name right now uh, but their secondary is is locked down solid along with that defensive I think the defensive line is in decent shape they bring Ogan Joby back everyone's forgotten about the Marvin Leal and it's easy to forget because he's number one was playing out of position a little bit as an edge. Uh, during TJ Watts injury, then he got injured himself and landed on IR and was missing in action a little bit until the very end of the season. And you play him in position and he's playing on a D line. Everybody's thinking about Tyson Lulu. Lulu got benched. I mean, he didn't come back healthy. He was already like 35 years old. Yeah. Uh, and, and he's gone. He's gone. All intents and purposes. He's already been replaced by Montrevious Adams, who's gotten some push in there. They still have Isaiah Loudermilk. So they still got some guys there. Uh, unless they replace Ogunjobi with another, like, kind of, uh, I won't say equivalent, because my opinion of Ogunjobi is is fairly high, and I think he was playing hurt for most of this season. Yeah. Um, but somebody, just as long as it's not, uh, according to our, our our friend and pal Jim Wexel, uh, remember Cam Thomas. <laughs> that was one of the problems that the Steelers had. I mean, they're trying to replace, like, uh, Casey Hampton and Aaron Smith and Woodley gets hurt. And that's the reason why you had everybody always talks about all the talent that Mike Tomlin wasted. I'm like, did he waste Shamarco Thomas's talent? No. Will Allen? Like, they had some straight up kind of, I hate to say it, but bums. Just yes. bums roaming around in that defense. You don't have as many bums when you're talking about TJ Watt and Cam Hayward and Micah Fitzpatrick. And if you surround them and with Alex the Highsmith and Alex Highsmith and yes. Alex Highsmith, though, man, they're going to have to do a deal with him too, dude. Yes, they are. Uh, so the spending could be scampy. And that's the reason why you need to start looking at something other than uh, Taylor Lewan, who's going to be like 33 years old or is 33 years old or in free agency or uh, shooting your shot with the tackle, you might have to go inside linebacker to keep that defensive side of the ball. Uh, well, that's the other place I would go. I, I mean, look, I am sold that the first pick needs to be defense for everybody that wants a fancy schmancy new toy on offense. I'm out. <laughs> I think the first pick needs to be a defensive pick and it either needs to be line or in the middle linebacker spot or on the corner. Now come that's back. I'll come but back on corner because I think a guy they would have taken a few years ago, possibly Marlon Humphrey. I think they, that they, they, they might've had an eye on him. And if you get somebody that's uh, in that kind of a range of a player, I, I thought it, he was more surefire than a lot of these guys that end up going. And I mean, a lot of people will point out like sauce Gardner. Now I understand that's the year that TJ Watt got drafted. So maybe not. But, you, you know, you never know. And, and some of the other bloodline type players like a Patrick Sertan that's come out recently or somebody like that, yeah. uh, obviously, if they would have been there, perhaps, mayhaps would have been. So I'm not completely off, but I just also kind of wonder, do they start right away? There seems to be a tendency where uh, Mike Tomlin being a secondary type coach guy, is he going to play that guy right away? He didn't try and play Terrell Edmonds. So they usually went with like a free agent guy as well as a draft pick. And that's usually where you'll see where they're going to draft. If they sign a tackle, they're going to draft a tackle. If they sign a corner, they're probably going to also draft a corner. So that's the way it's, it's usually worked out. I think Omar Khan's got some help with Andy Weidel there. I think though, ultimately, 
disciples of Kevin Colbert, a lot of it will be a lot of the same pattern because this is the way that ownership likes to see this thing happen too. This wasn't just always a Kevin Colbert type of principle. You're going to double down and try and make sure you don't have a deficiency there. If the rookie doesn't work, the veteran will. If the veteran doesn't work, maybe the rookie will. You don't know whose ceiling is going to be higher. But I just, I don't see it. Like, I just, uh, like, will they take a tackle, an offensive tackle? It'd be, I'd be surprised if they didn't. Yes. I, I agree with you. But I think that, that top that pick, 30 second pick. Oh, even 30, pick 50 could even happen too. It just or depends 50. on who's there. Yeah. yeah. I think that they will take a tackle in the second round. I do think they will. Um, and if they get a receiver, I think it'll be, it's potentially the alternative pick. Look, there's a lot more. There is literally a lot more um, currency for them in this draft than they've had in a long time, having 17 and 32. Uh, you know, that is for all intents and purposes, minus the fifth year option, two first round picks. Um, it gives them a lot of play. If they wanted to move, it gives them play. Uh, they will have the ability to move back because it gives them play. Um, uh, and they will have some flexibility in how they choose to use that capital. And so when we, when we circle back around to the, are the Steelers close argument, Ask me after the draft. <laughs> I, But I think they're going to have enough ammo, like you said. I don't know that they have. They're going to have to make some other moves, but they'll have a little bit of cap room to play with. They might be able to bring in one or two. Look at Miles Jack. He's only making like $4 million a year. They could bring. They might have somebody in that ballpark. Okanjobi, $8 million a year. But they've always invested the money. They've always invested the money in that defensive front. I just think that that money is going to slide over to Alex Highsmith. I don't think you want to go soul searching for yet another edge rusher after this. You do season. not. Absolutely. Uh, you do not. Lock this guy up long term for five years and uh, spread the money out and kick the can a little down the road until Kenny's contract will end up coming up. Uh, and you know, as much as this pains me to say, right? The other reason that I think they need to look D line is. Cam's getting a little long in the tooth. Yeah. He has shown it in his play, right? Cam has still been a grown-ass man, no question about it, especially in that Cleveland game. He just killed everybody in that game. But at some point, it happens to the best of them. I don't know if he's got two more years. I don't know if he's got three more years. I don't know if he's got one more year. Um yeah, you know? I mean, I don't think you put that at the top of the priority list necessarily, so because Cam isn't going to be sitting on the bench, no, if he's available to play, and that's where I'm at. the The pick that the pick at the very top, maybe the top two or all three, are going to be play are going to be guys that are playing maybe right Should away. Be. Dotson barely won a job. They were considering putting Kendrick Green in their co-starter in the preseason. That's not a good sign, I think, for his future. Um, I don't know that you're even with the capital. Are they going to replace both of those guys at the same time? It might just be one or the other. We said this a few years ago when we looked at the contracts and we were looking at who was getting old and who was leaving where and when and what. We said it'd be a two, three year process. This is going to be year three now. So I think the offensive line ends up getting fixed. Is it entirely a draft thing? I don't know necessarily, but I'm not like, I'm not jumping, doing car, uh, jumping jacks over here and cartwheels on an offensive tackle outside of the top 10. Uh, you know, I, I don't know that they're going to get that quality of type player. Let me just tell you, I'm not opposed to the scenario of this either. 
if if Dotson's not the guy, and if Dan Moore is not the left tackle guy, because left tackle becomes, I, I get that he played okay. He also he has a lot of penalties, <laughs> a lot of issues. Both both he and Dotson have a lot of issues. Yes, you slide Dan Moore inside and turn him into a guard. Now again, you're not talking about you need two tackles because. I also don't think Chooks is the answer at right tackle long term. Uh, for what he's given them and the price they're paying them, I think that, he, that they're paying him. I don't know. Um, my my view is the tackles are weak and you need to replace them. But I also, again, I just don't know that the Steelers are going to do it unless an elite level top ten pick type tackle somehow falls to seventeen. Yeah, and that, and this is a team that's used to having a lineage, just like with their head coaches, with their centers. They yes. don't go through very many of them, and it's always been posed the same thing. Would they'd go and and shoot their shot on a center? I think Mason Cole played probably better than we even expected coming yes. over, especially since he hadn't been playing center in his previous stint, but he's had played guard. So it's also something to consider as well. But I still don't think that's the top overall pick. That could be one of those two other ones. There's a lot of areas to surface with there. I just don't want to hear wide receiver, man. And Anthony Miller just got re-signed too. He's coming back on a futures contract. That dude had a fire camp. He was excellent. So you put him in there and Kelvin Austin plugged in with, you already got and I'm, I neglected to mention Steve Sims and whether or not Gunner, I don't think Gunner sticks around as just a wide receiver and his special team, <laughs> his special teams. The reason he came kind of screwed the pooch on that. I know there's yeah. a lot of areas, but the one thing is, Brian, the Steelers don't have to go after quarterback. They don't have to reach. They don't have to do something with that other second round pick. They and, do not. And, you know, again, that second round pick, Chase Claypool. I think Chase Claypool being moved off this team opened things up for Pat Fryermuth and changed some stuff with the offense. I don't know if he, if he, if there was like something where he was just kind of like uh, lollygagging on the job, running routes, and maybe he was maybe he was another component of that problem they had early on in the season. So, uh, but it doesn't mean you draft somebody to replace him very high. I think that's a luxury pick for the Steelers right now. That's a luxury Absolutely. pick for sure. They still got to find the guy that's like a successor in the line of like the James Ferrier, Lawrence Timmons, Ryan yep. Shazier type stuff too. Uh, you never know who's going to be available in free agency, but we just know that the Miles Jack has not been used as a three-down linebacker, and Robert Spillane probably isn't that guy either. And I think he's on the free agent list, or at least, yeah, I don't know if he's ex uh, restricted by anything at this point. He might be totally free and open, but that's somebody that's not going to meet a whole large demand uh, this offseason. But if they don't have something else in the Kofers there, that kind of worries me as well. So that's another spot you might need to look at. But going high, we me and Flash mentioned this, I think, on the last show. Going high with that off-ball linebacker has not really worked out around the league and is not something I think you want to aim very high at either. Uh, this is going to lead me off to the very last deal. And I'm not even going to – I'm not even going – this was just kind of like an extra bonus content here. I'm not even going to mention what was said, but Rashard Bendenhall – you didn't even get 15 minutes off of this, buddy. Talking about a guy who's already been retired for a full year with Ben Roethlisberger and throwing some shade and bringing up some dirt. Just stop already. You've embarrassed yourself enough from not only your play in the Super Bowl against the Packers, 
but uh, afterwards with some of your comments about 9-11 and things of that nature, this guy, he just seems to surface uh, like at these certain times. And it's, I don't know. It's just, you haven't, here's the thing that I have that just destroys the credibility. When you've already said all of these dumb things in the past and people like to clickbait it and give him, give him the attention that he's craving. You've already destroyed your credibility, but no one else is saying this stuff. Even Antonio Brown has come around on the things that he has had to say or said about Ben Roethlisberger uh, to some extent. He's still a nut in and of himself, but that's the kind of category you should probably put Mendenhall's comments. I, I, I mean, I will say this. Ben himself has said in his early years, he was not the best teammate or, or the best, you know, uh, that he could be. Um, but he changed, he grew, he got better. Um, he became a better teammate. He became a better person on the team, a better leader. Um, on the, the flip side of this, yeah, I mean, look, Richard Mendenhall just, just screams of the, I refuse to take any responsibility for anything. It's always somebody else's <laughs> fault yeah. concept. Uh, go write your scripts, wherever you're writing scripts or, or whatever you're doing and just shut up. <laughs> Yeah, we seriously just get out of Steelers Nation, giving you the boot. So anyways, folks, that'll do it for us. Brian, thank you, man. Thank you. The, the return. Um, not the first show of 2023, but pretty close to it. First postseason show and we changed gears and now got some other things to talk about now. And I made it, I made it before February. Yeah, that's always good. <laughs> right before Valentine's Day, we'll have to do our, maybe we'll do our little show with the Steelers we love or something. We always got to throw some like just entertainment in here. We got to fill the airwaves somehow. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to do a mock draft insanity this year. I just don't know how I'm going to do it. What do you mean? Because they already got the picks. <laughs> I know. I'm like, what am I going to do? I, they already have more picks than... Than they normally do. I'm not. I, what am I going to do? I, it's not that insane now. You can well, make it more insane. They can move me, up. If I do it, you know I will. Yeah, so. I know. And uh, maybe we'll even be able to do that live. We'll talk about doing some live shows here too. Uh, we'll have plenty of free. That would be an ideal live show. Yeah. If you want to see two percenters that are out there still at this point, one percenters, two percenters, uh, half percenters. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to see careful, some of that sounds live. like, yeah, careful. Some of that sounds like motorcycle gang territory. Yeah. Like someone's going to come in off you. What are you talking about? Like 1% or 2% or whatever. <laughs> yeah. If you want to see mock draft insanity live, throw it in the comments and we'll see what we can do. Yeah, I think so. I think we'll, I'll find a way to rig that up. I've been trying to, I've been trying to tidy up and change some of the things around here too. Some of you have noticed. Thank you for the compliments and thanks for supporting Steel City Underground, watching or listening from wherever you may be. And if this is your first time around, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Every one of these shows begs and panders for it. I just say it now because I hear my kid on the YouTube device and always uh, hearing this from all the other stuff. She watches other kids play games and with toys and stuff like that and it's like that's not how we rolled we always used to that ourselves but anyways i digress uh brian thanks for being here as always my name's joe always. kuzma and his name's brian e roach and we've gotten through all the other formalities so as we usually do to close out the show then we encourage everyone out there to be safe be good and we'll catch you later we would like to thank you for listening and remind our listeners to follow us on social media 
and our website, www.steelcityunderground.com. 